Good evening, and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Everyone's vaxxed and ready to go, isn't that right? I don't just talk about films on here, I also talk about music. Concerts are coming back, but unfortunately, Tool are not doing the tour that didn't happen. I still have a shirt for that. But I am going to see Gojara, Deftones, and Poppy, and then David Sedaris this year. So it's good. And then film, the theaters, I, I, I'm i still scratching my head. When is it safe for me to go to the theater? I'm vaxxed and ready to go. I don't need to get waxed. Although, I don't know. Maybe some areas need a little bit of grooming. Who knows? Who knows? It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Tonight, I'm going to watch Gilda. The Criterion Collection. A shout out to my friend Jason Almy. When COVID goes away and I have a little bit more money and I already got something planned to take care of that, I'm going to come and visit because I want to be able to record in the uh, uh, shit mountain. Is that what you call it? Jason Almy, the Lord Almy Castle with him and Christina and maybe do some edibles, you know, and just record and talk about film what film fucking does to us how amazing how extraordinary it is and the fact that jason's got a degree in film that's i've said before that's brownie points to me i've had a lot of cool people on here talk about film what it means to them even music you got to understand that it's the arts and sciences and music and film go together. Without music, you don't have a really good film. Unless it's No Country for Old Men where there was no score. I digress. And so tonight at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, we're talking about it all. I mean, film, music, what it means to me, what it means to you. I was listening to the Black Keys today and they have this really great album. It is a tribute to all the blues records It's called um, Delta Cream. I can't get enough of it. There are some albums that came out this year that everyone's raving about. But I have to just tell you about Delta Cream. That is amazing. It's country. It's blues. It's amazing. I want to gift it to everybody. That's how good it is. Say what you will about the Black Keys. Some people, oh, I'm team uh, Jack White. Well, I'm team... The Black Keys. I love the Black Keys. Oh my god. The Black Keys have a sound that is just so... It's it's bluesy. I love the blues. As, as, as I move further into this life, I just want to listen to the blues. If it's not blues, hey. I love hip-hop. I love hip-hop. If Snoop Dogg were to do like a duet with Buddy Guy, now that would be something. Because you got to understand, popular, popular music, it all comes from the blues. Everything that we listen to today comes from the blues. It was influenced by it. Those songs. The originators. We wouldn't all be where we're at right now if it weren't for Robert Johnson. And the cake and all the, you know, the crossroads. Everyone, everyone talks about the crossroads. Even Ozzy has been to the crossroads to see where Robert Johnson supposedly sold his soul. I don't think it was that. Here's the thing with rock and here's the thing with blues. It's, it's music, man. And it's energy and it's the vibe. And I just saw a really great video tonight of a friend of this show, Strombo. And he's out and about watching live music. 
And that gives all, all of us hope, not just in California, where I'm at, where things are opening up, but Canada, uh, New York, uh, parts of Europe, where things, you know, things are not opening up yet. And people, people are not going out because we are, we're social creatures. We got to go out. We got to, we got to, you know, do our thing. Yeah, we got to do our thing. I miss going to live concerts. The last live concert I went to, and I've talked about the set at length on the show, was Tool in Fresno. We drove all the way to Fresno to see Tool. And it was awesome, and I loved it. And when they tour again, oh, I'm ready. That will be my fourth time. My goal is to see them as many times. If I can see Tool 20 times or more, I'll be happy. They are an amazing band. Now, Gojara. Usually, Tool and Deftones are my two favorite. They take the number one spot. And now, I love things that come in threes and get your minds in the gutter because sometimes that's where they need to go. Here's the thing with this. I love Metallica. But for me, the top three bands for me are Tool, Deftones, and Gojara. Gojara have this sound that is just sublime. There's nothing like it. Gojara could knock the fucking door down. They could score a movie. And that's the beauty of what I talk about on this podcast. Is the endless possibilities of film and music. And what it does for us. You know, we're human creatures. Uh, I w- You know, yesterday I did a little... I Here's the thing. This is a film podcast, but... And every now and then I, I'm more of a rock singer, but I don't like to show it off. It's for me and for me alone. If some people like it, cool. But I sang a couple of bars of Led Zeppelin yesterday because I love that song. That's, a, that's the thing about Led Zeppelin's music. That is traveling music. You want to go on a long uh, road trip? Listen to Led Zeppelin. That is the soundtrack to our lives. I've been watching Bosch, which is such a great show. I have no complaints about that show. Sometimes I'll watch a show and it's like, oh, it sucks. Bosch, it it reminds me of Saturday night drama. Like Hunter and Columbo. I remember Columbo. And I I was born in the 80s. And then Fantasy Island. The plane bus and Love Boat. Uh, Respect to Gavin McLeod, who died today. Mary Tyler Moore. Um, Love Boat. I wasn't really a Mary Tyler Moore person, but yeah, he was funny. He was, I remember the Love Boat. I remember the Love Boat. It was an amazing show. And so I'm going to come back. We're going to play some clips. Dr. Zeus film podcast coming up. So we're back. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's Saturday night. And I'm, I'm not even watching Saturday Night Live tonight. Here's the thing. I love classic Saturday Night Live. Classic. Saturday Night Live of today. Some of it. Uh, and it's not the host's fault. It's sometimes the writers. You, you got to understand. There used to be some legendary people who would write for Saturday Night Live. Conan O'Brien, Bob 
Bob Odenkirk. Oh, people are just partying tonight. Bob Odenkirk was a writer for SNL. And it kind of... In terms of the comedy of Bob Odenkirk and Conan O'Brien and then Tina Fey, that really has just kind of left. But that's just my opinion. You know. Ah, film and music. I read recently, in fact, not read, I saw the trailer for West Side Story. They remade West Side Story. And yes, Rita Moreno is in the remake directed by Steven Spielberg. It was supposed to come out last year. I guess they're putting some finishing touches on it. That's what I love about film is that, and a lot of people don't like musicals. I actually like musicals. I love cabaret. Cabaret is so dark. That's some real ass shit. And then you got Liza Minnelli. When Liza does it, everyone pays attention. Not just the gays, but even Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper... And his makeup for his stage persona was inspired by Liza Minnelli. He was good friends with Liza Minnelli. Can you imagine that, team? Yeah. I love it. I love it when you can merge all of those together. I would love to see, like, a heavy metal kind of opera type of shit like that. If Gojara would do it. I mean, these are ideas. You know, people have always tried to put the music of Tool in film. I don't think it would work because those songs are films within themselves. They mean different things to different people. And that is why I do these shows. Every now and then I'll just say, hey, let's just talk about film and music. Let's not even pick a film. Like yesterday I talked about, and I want to say it because when I say it the way I say it, it makes me think of my grandfather, Fried Green Tomatoes. 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 Or how he would say Warsh. Because he was from Kentucky. He was such a nice guy. He was says he was my grandpa was a tough motherfucker, okay? And I forever am grateful to my parents for making him our babysitter. The moderator uh, of the family. I mean shit. My both my parents worked. So what was better? We'd gone through a series of babysitters. Our original babysitter died very young. Our other babysitter went to a different family. And so here we were with the 70-something-year-old grandpa who had one kneecap and could still, you know, bust it, uh, holding, holding down the fort. And he loved coming to our house. He called it the ranch. He was such a... He, he was a tough guy. And I, and I learned that early on. And, and that's why, you know... But he and I would talk about film. And we would talk about music. He loved Patti LaBelle. Anyone who did gospel, he loved it. Because it brought him back to church. And I know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about religion on here because I have my own issues with religion. And I think he did too because he wouldn't go to, he wouldn't go to church. He said to me, his idea of whatever it was that, that he believed in was in ho- at home is that he could sit and he could do his thing and pray or whatever, you know. And then film. He loved films. The one film that he did not like... So my grandfather was a guard at Alcatraz, a senior guard. He did not like the Birdman of Alcatraz. And here's why. He knew the Birdman of Alcatraz. 
he was not called the Birdman of Alcatraz until he came to Alcatraz because at Leavenworth he had the birds. You couldn't have birds at Alcatraz. And what Hollywood and Hollywood often does this, yes. Hollywood is guilty of this. But you know, in order to buff up a story, you've gotta put it through the Hollywood machine. And that's what they did with the Birdman of Alcatraz. And they romanticized some of it. And my grandfather had a big problem with that. He did not like the film, The Birdman of Alcatraz. As he said, that man was a cold son of a bitch. My my grandfather had a way with words. He was a Pinkerton. He was a private investigator. He was in the military. My grandfather led a very interesting life. And then he was our grandfather. You know, that's the thing with your grandparents and your parents you don't realize is that they have a life before you come into the picture. So before any of us grandkids came into the picture, my grandfather had this life. He had all these, he had 11 kids, six, I believe, with my grandmother, and they lived their lives. And it was an interesting life. It was not always a great life. And that's the thing, you know, things happen. And my grandparents, you know, I I could talk about them, but I mainly talk about the relationship between film and music with them. My grandmother, being from Mexico, I don't, uh, I really can't speak for her if she liked Mexican music. She did like the mariachis. But I remember I asked her one time, I said, Grandma, who do you listen to? She says, I like Frank Sinatra, because my uncle would play him. And then my grandmother loved soap operas. She loved the Mexican soaps, but she also loved the the American soaps. So it was, it was an interesting, in terms of the media and everything within my family, and then I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast before, I have a connection to that film Barbarella and Jane Fonda. My father was a projectionist in the military during his time in Vietnam. Uh, I don't think he'll mind if I say this. And so, and he they sh- he showed the troops Barbarella. Uh, Got to understand, Jane Fonda topless in Barbarella. The troops loved it. They loved it. I've since watched Barbarella, and it's a really silly film. But yeah, she's she's fucking hot in that. I I gotta I gotta give it to her. And Roger Vadim, her her ex husband who directed her, he was a French director in Barbarella. And then the funny thing is, if if you're a fan of the band Duran Duran, hello, that's a character in Barbarella. So the fact that this really great band from the '80s got their name from a Jane Fonda film. And then they, and then in Barbarella, you have these dolls that bite. And then if you want to have sex, you take a pill. No joke. You put your hands together and you have sex. Although Barbarella runs into this, this caveman dude. And he says, no, I want the real stuff. A bed. Well, that, well, that hasn't been done for centuries. Yeah. They haven't had sex in, what, in centuries. It kind of reminded me. Well, in fact, I think. Demolition Man kind of took that from Barbarella. Where in Demolition Man, they don't have sex. They put on like VR helmets. It's disturbing. Because they can't exchange fluids. Oh god, I hope we don't go there. 
I hope we don't go there. It, trust me, with this COVID shit, it's been crazy. And, and I want to stay healthy. I am all for it. But you know what? We, we got to return. We got to return. Like I said before in the beginning of the show, we are social creatures. We got to high five. We got to, you know, booty bump, you know, dance with each other. We got to go to concerts, be around one another, hug, fuck. Yes, I said fuck. Okay. People need to fuck. They do. They do. And I know people who don't anymore. And it's like, oh God. I don't, you know, here, here's the thing with that. Our country has a problem with sex. It always has. It's a Puritan country. And yet in Europe, they don't have a problem with it shit. So, I don't know. Maybe that's the European in me. Because the, the one side of my family is Portuguese. But then they're all, they're Azorian. They're from parts of Europe all over the place. And maybe that's the European side of me. Where it's like, sex is sex. Even in the Latin countries, you know, I'm also Mexican on one side. So, yeah. Sex and film. I talked about that recently with the film The Dreamers. That is some crazy ass shit. And there's an NC-17 version. And there's an R version. And it should be in the Criterion Collection. Wouldn't you agree, Jason Elmy? Yeah. I cannot wait to travel and to break bread with shit happens when you party naked. Now that will be a crossover episode right there. Have some edibles, talk about film, what it means to us. What it means to us to I mean, we're not going to be watching no Michael Bay unless we're really stoned, okay? Hey, look at daddy blew that shit up. Yeah. No. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger movies are better than Michael Bay movies. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to James Cameron, motherfuckers. And as always, unpleasant dreams. <laughs> <laughs>